Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch a romantic comedy. We're all traveling through time together every day of our lives, and all we can do is our best to relish this remarkable ride. Hello. And welcome to RomanticComedyCommentary.com, where Sarah likes to call it. RomComCom.com. And this week we are doing a movie that absolutely destroyed me while I watched it called Ugh. About Time. Me too. I cried for the last 20, literally, I cannot tell you the last time I cried like I did at the end uh. of this movie. It was a solid 20 minutes of the last 20 minutes of the movie were like kind of tearing up. Mm-hmm. And then when they hit the credits for whatever reason... It got you. Ugly sobbing's not coming out. Tears, oh. like full on tears, um, to the point that when I finally composed myself, I had a headache. Oh man. I cried so hard after this movie that I yeah. got a headache. So uh but I also would like to say with that, I enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. a lot. Me I too. really like this movie. I also cried while June sat naked on me trying to text you emojis. <laughs> So I was trying to enjoy the movie and also had this kid going and pushing random buttons to try to text Justin. Well, you've texted me enough random stuff, specifically your daughter has, that I knew simply to respond with, thank you, June. So Yeah, I was like, okay, enjoy this remarkable ride, Sarah. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy this emotional ending of a film with a naked baby texting emojis to people. Yeah. Before we dive into it, for people who don't know about it, it is a 2013 drama fantasy is what it's being called, Mm. I guess. 7.8 on IMDb, which I think is fair. Rotten Tomatoes is 69. Mm -hmm. Metacritic 55. Yeah. Google 94. I think this should be ranked a lot higher than like a 69 or a 55. I think it's Miss categorized or maybe it's doesn't fit category as well it most certainly goes between a couple genres and i had Mm -hmm. no clue what to expect but i guess before we get into that do you want to give like a just real high level thing and if this sounds enticing to you shut this episode off go watch (laughs) the movie because there's a lot to it yeah um so domino gleason plays a guy named tim his family lives in this beautiful estate right on the ocean in Cornwall, England. And he's a lawyer. He moves to London and lives with his dad's friend who's a playwright. Meets Rachel McAdams. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Talk about Shit. burying the lead. <laughs> uh, the day he turns 21, his dad lets him know that all the men in their family have the ability to travel through time. To back to other times in their own lives. Uh, but they can't travel into the future. But then that's very confusing because they can travel into back the... Back to the future. Yeah, sure. they can travel back to where they were. They can't, ju- But they can't travel any farther than they've already been. I just love that you been. were about to jump over the most <laughs> single important thing in this movie. <laughs> that they just randomly can all time travel by closing themselves in a dark room and closing their eyes thinking where they want to go and then clenching their fists which that has a whole other issue but anyway he's in london he meets rachel mcadams he falls in love with her but then he has to travel back through time to help his playwright landlord fix an awful play loses rachel mcadams has to find another way to find her eventually does 
they get married, they have a kid, they have another kid. He has a really close relationship with his dad. Margot Robbie's in there as his former love interest who never liked him. He's very close to his sister, who's a very free spirit. And um, the movie, it travels fairly quickly. I don't know how it time passes as quickly as it does. And then his dad is diagnosed with cancer. He realizes that he can go back to see him until Rachel McAdams wants another child. And then he knows that he can't see his dad once the child's born, because if he goes back in time past when the child's born, it can be a different child. So he won't have the same kid question mark. So it ends with him, you know, having one last time of hanging with his dad, knowing that he really does need to be in the present and reflecting on the beauty of his ordinary life. Right. That's actually a pretty decent synopsis of it. But again, it, it, it's not a complicated movie. It just, there's a lot to describe that's going on. Yeah. And again, it's, it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. I th- thought it felt kind of two hour-y, not to say it dragged on for me. I kept looking at it being like, wow, I have another 45 minutes? How is this happening? I got so scared at the hour <laughs> mark because i was like okay well he has rachel mcadams yeah life is, yeah life is really good there's no f- real reason they can't be together yeah and at one point uh like the like the night he met uh, margot robbie out and about and she wanted him to come back to his oh her apartment. did you think that was gonna be that? no i thought when he left i was like oh no he's gonna walk in on her cheating on him i was po- i was waiting for that romantic comedy kind of turn and she was cheating bad. on him and that's what i thought was gonna that's happen what i thought was gonna happen too yeah and, 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 and then she was just sleeping. And I kept checking the time, like you said, when it would be an hour and everything was perfect. I'm going, I got 60 Something more minutes. Something has to blow up. I know. Yeah. It, so that's when it turned, I think, at that hour mark from what started out as a rom-com mm-hmm. and then became more of like a reflection on life. Because it moved past their relationship. They were successful. And it went beyond the happier ever after. Well, happily and, ever after and, and i w- I was kind of gonna wait till the end but to me it's like it it yeah it's a romantic comedy for like the first hour mm-hmm. and then it has like romantic comedy things peppered in throughout it mm-hmm. but i thought sarah the movie again i'm very bad at interpreting these so mm-hmm. i may be way off here but i thought the whole movie was a larger statement just on love and like surrendering mm. yourself to that and that even if you try and fight it and change it, it just kind of is what it is and life will take you where it needs to. Hmm. But you just kind of like it had familial love like with his sister, had romantic love with his uh, with Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. It dealt with uh, familial love with like your parents. It dealt with your friends, even when they were talking about who was going to give your best man speech and mm-hmm. like shuffling through the the intricacies of those relationships. And I don't know. That's what the movie kind of was at the end of the day to me was just hmm. like. You know, it was about like loving people and loving the world and finding a way to love life. And even when it goes terribly wrong, like yeah. there's still a tomorrow. I, I don't know. That's what I kind of took out of it. Yeah. Um, but I do want to give you kudos in that uh, right up front because we had talked about doing a Thanksgiving romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And we we scratched one because last year we had a bad one and we didn't want to do two bad non-romantic comedies <laughs> for Thanksgiving two years in a row. I think you inadvertently picked the perfect thanksgiving romantic comedy yeah. to watch because to yeah. me especially at the end of this movie it 
it's all running through things, how to look at your life and be thankful for what you have and realize what you have. I mean, even when he would go back and change things and then have to go back and like fix it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And even what at the end it was, um, God, he had, he had a really great kind of life philosophy or outlook at the end of trying to wake up every day and say like, this is the day that I have gone back to. This is Mm going to be, this was such a good day. I want to relive it. Enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know that, that you picked yeah. A romantic comedy that, that ironic that it all- took a British co- dramedy where they don't have Thanksgiving. I know, but to, <laughs> to me, it, somehow encompass the. But to me, it truly did. As I was like, as I was watching this, it was yeah. making me think of all the things that I'm kind of thankful for, and the things hmm. that have gone right and wrong, and yeah. how they've all kind of led to a decent place. You know, like I, I don't know. So you did. Congratulations, Thank Sarah. You. you inadvertently. Picked. I did it. <laughs> Well, I love Donald Gleason, and I always, ever since Wedding Crashers, I've had a crush on Rachel McAdams. Ugh. But, man, they did as good a job as they could possibly do trying to make her look ugly. Those well, bangs. You mean when she was like eight? Oh, yeah, the bangs. Or not or, good. No, not the bangs. They were... Um, Fringe. Fringe. That's what they call that in England. Are you kidding me? That's that's what it is. What other things do they have over there that Frocks. I don't know about? What's, oh. But she said, do you like my frock? Frock? Oh, it's for her dress. Her dress? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one. A what, jumper is a sweater. I wonder what they call a perm. No. Like a ringy dingy do. Spirally things. <laughs> Spirally mm-hmm. mama. I don't know. But... Mm. She those bangs were not good. No. And then they oddly lightened her hair throughout the movie. I think they were trying to make it look older, grayer or something. Right near the end, like the last 20 minutes, yeah. it it looked to me like so bad. It almost looked like in a high school play where they'll put flour yeah. in someone's hair to age him. It looked that I was like, like what not are we good. doing here? Yeah. But like, again, it just shows how beautiful she is that as they're trying to like age her and yeah. make her look a little bit more humdrum you're still like no 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 yeah and like she's trying on those dresses when they're deciding um to go out and it's like she's so beautiful like <laughs> what are you what are you trying to do here whoever cast her i also like uh Just lean into it i liked the ripped from uh true life moment where she comes out in a slip and he's like that looks great let's go and mm-hmm. she's like this goes under the dress this is the slip because I feel like I've been in those moments too. Where like, I that's the one. You look great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is underwear. Yeah, Brian's like, done that too. <laughs> yep, that's great. No, that's not what I'm wearing. <laughs> I remember when I turned, what was it? I turned 25, and he said, "So the big two six. and I said, "Yeah, I'm 25." <laughs> that makes me not an out surprise, but that makes me so happy to hear that. <sighs> Forgetting how old I am. Oh, Brian. Oh, have you Brian. have you had to start doing your own math yet on how old you are at the at the end of a year? Or do you remember pretty good? Sometimes I forget. I remember this year because it's thirty five. Mm. But like last year I was like, well, I'm not sure. Somewhere around there. <laughs> I know. I got really wash uh, wishy washy starting at like thirty two. Yeah. And it around like 32 to 34 ish. It was those years were kind of like, I had to do the math. And even my mom asked me this year, like, how old are you again this year? <laughs> like mom, come on now. Like it'll be 35. Four. Yeah, come on. Do the math. Speaking together. of which, Donald Gleason was born in 83. Rachel McAdams. Do you know how old she is? I'm not that good at this game, but I would guess she's like our age. Nope. How old? 41. 
right now. Right now. Or in the movie, she's 41. Right now. She was born in 1978. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know what did come to me during this, though? What? Uh, did she... Did she ever know? No. And what does that mean to their relationship? I know. Because I was kind of thinking, like... What is it about her that her <clears throat> spouse can time travel? Because this is the fourth movie in which she is with someone who time she was in the movie the time traveler's wife where she was a time traveler's wife yeah okay she's in this movie and then there's midnight in paris with owen wilson and then dr strange with cumberbatch oh yeah they did have some time traveling but she wasn't the wife she was she like was the, the girlfriend yeah friend she type was thing. The, the female lead against Time Traveler. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I guess she plays like... That's incredibly weird. That role well. Does she... <laughs> understanding and... Understanding of time travel? I don't know. Just understanding of the different... <laughs> Wait, now I'm like... What is Midnight in Paris? It's the one where Owen Wilson goes back in time and meets Ernest Hemingway I didn't know this was a movie. Really? Have you seen it? No. It sounds awesome. I know. I really should see it. We may have to watch it. Would it probably be a romantic comedy? Perhaps? I don't know. We're going to have to look into that because I would love to watch this movie. Yeah. Ooh, it's got really good reviews too. Hey. Is it, is it Woody, Woody uh, Allen? Uh, some of the photos show him in him. It is a fantasy romance. It says. There you go. It's hour 40. Ooh. And I love Owen Wilson. And we, I love Ernest Hemingway. We may have to do this one soon. And to just uh, get the Rachel McAdams. And then eventually we'll do the Time Traveler's Wife and just knock out the Rachel McAdams Time mm -hmm. Travel Trilogy. Perfect. Wonder, and then we can figure out which one we like the best. Yeah, well, and then Doctor Strange, but that's not yeah. a rom-com. I don't even think we could spin that into a rom-com. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so the implication to me, though, that she didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And you're keeping that big of a secret from your spouse. Like, that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, really big thing. Mm -hmm. it, aren't you putting, like, a, an arm's length distance Absolutely. between you and your spouse? Okay. Absolutely. As someone that's married, I wanted to get yeah. your take on this. Because that... Yeah, you definitely are. And You're living a very isolated life. And that's why I think it's so awful to know he has to say goodbye to his dad, his memories of his dad. Because his dad dies. Mm. And then um, he can still go visit him in the past, though. Yeah. But once she decides to have a third kid or asks him if he wants a third kid, that, will, that kid will be born after his dad dies. So he'll no longer be able to go visit his dad anymore without there being repercussions in the future yeah, so it's like a time up. it's a, a time travel rule they've established in the family right well not in the family well between the dad and he i guess it's just that the, it'll change the kid yeah well but the dad kind of gave him the talk about like oh yeah you can't go back yeah, after can't do that that. that was the scariest part for me in the movie that he went back to help his oh, sister what did you think okay yeah run through what you thought that was going to be because i wonder if you thought the same thing as me I didn't know if there was even going to be a kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know if Rachel McAdams was going to be there. Yeah. Or yeah. if it would be someone else. Here, okay. Here's what I thought was going to happen. Well, let's catch people okay. up really quick. Yeah. He, his sister is with a really awful guy and she's drinking a lot. She gets into a car accident. So he decides to take her back with him to the past to make different choices. Because now you can take people with you? Yeah. As long as you're holding their hands, I guess. 
And then they come, he comes back to the future and, or back to the present, I guess, and into his house and it's Rachel McAdams. And then he walks in and the baby is a boy that he doesn't know. And he's like, oh, fuck. But how do you undo that, first of all, if you've already gone back? He would have to go back to before he took his sister into the... Cl- yeah, no, it could... Okay. Really? He, here's the, here's what I say with any time I walk into a time travel movie. Don't I just, think too much. Yes. I just accept like whatever their <laughs> rules are, I, I'm going with. Yes. Well, and that's why I like the last Avengers movie is they basically at the beginning of it had one or two lines that were just like, yeah, this ain't going to make a lot of sense. So don't even bother trying to put it together. It's just going to. And so with this, we'll talk about the loopholes that seem. Right. But, but we are just. But in general. It. Yeah. It's like whatever. So what I expected to happen. Mm-hmm. So he took her all the way back to before he even met Rachel McAdams in any way, shape or form, like right, right. to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I thought then when he went back to the house. I thought he was going to walk in and somehow Rachel McAdams was going to be married to someone else and he was going to be like walk a into friend the house. stopping by or, oh. he had to, or just walk or just into the house. Want, randomly walk into the house. And, yeah. and the line that really got me is when he walked down the stairs, he said, oh, here comes your daddy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I expected Rachel McAdams to go like, what? Who the, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. And that would have been, I think, a bigger turn for me. But then to have a kid and be like, who the fuck are you? is freaky well like and so i i watch a lot of sci-fi i i love star trek i love star Wars. i mean every i gobble Mm. up sci-fi like Mm -hmm. crazy so i've dealt with a lot of time travel morality over the years okay 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 so just because he didn't know this baby Mm -hmm. this 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 soul that exists that was ripped out of non-existence by his decision to Mm -hmm. go back and help his sister Mm mm-hmm and he's just like, oh, yeah, no, fuck you, baby. See you later. I want that Bye. one back. Yeah. yeah. There was never a moment I know. where he the contemplated. Is, yeah, Ooh. I know. And so it's just like, oh, no, that poor baby's gone now. But he wants his posy back. I know. And then the whole movie also opens up that that avenue of the butterfly effect out mm-hmm. in the world. But I choose to ignore that as yeah. I was watching this and instead just sob uncontrollably at the end. I know. Him and his dad. Oh, my God. I love Bill Nye so much. He was great in this. Yeah. All their, they would play ping pong all the time mm-hmm. and just their back and forth was great. It really felt like a father-son dynamic. Yeah. And I think it's so true. He told his son, you should go back and relive the day you just lived to enjoy it the second time. Yeah. And I completely think that's true. Like... Even with kids, I feel so much calmer and like I can enjoy things much more with June because I've already done it once. It's like I know oh. what's what's happening. You're not I know like scared what of changing happened. a diaper. You mean or no? It's more like the phases and like I know that she's not going to be this way forever. And you know, I don't know. I I think I'm a lot. I'm a lot more relaxed and can just enjoy her more than I did Emma at that age. Not because Emma was a bad person or a bad baby or anything, but she was just the first one. And now I have that experience. With teaching, I always taught my second class better because I'd done it once already. If I was teaching class of the day, yeah, when I taught college, I would teach two or three classes a day of the same material. And I was always so much better the second time because I'd already gone through it. I already knew what the problems and questions were that people would have. And I was prepared. 
And I was just able to enjoy it. And kind of go, no, that makes sense. Because I've talked to you a lot about how I get such anxiety when I don't know protocols and what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yours is much more applicable to real, like, you know, to kids and whatnot. But I even just think like going to a restaurant and ordering the second time, not the first time. Because mm-hmm. the first time I don't know what to do. But the second time yeah. I can enjoy. No, that was great advice. Yeah. And then even I love the montage of him kind of going through the days that we saw him go through like maybe 10 minutes earlier or something like he's getting a sandwich and all that and he just he's got a smile mm-hmm. on his face yeah because he or, knows what to expect yeah. he knows the outcome of that judge's decision in the court he can mess with his friend instead of being worried about whether they're going to find the defendant guilty yeah and there's a song i think it's a ben queller song and it's just kind of a throwaway line but i think about it a lot it's a it he says i want to do everything twice and it's just such a good line. It's like, yeah, wouldn't it be great to be able to do everything twice? <laughs> like you can figure it out, know what's coming, understand it, you know? Mm. No, that would be. But then, okay. And, he, and this is really the whole cr- the crux of the entire movie, mm. or not the entire movie, but a big part of the movie is then. But when you can go back and relive it again. Mm-hmm. You could change. You could change things. Yeah. And it seemed like near the the end of the movie, he was just reliving it to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and not to like tweak anything. But how do you not? Right. Like just. Well, he clearly does all the time. Well, he does. I think he doesn't. He uses it as an editing and revision process. Well, No, no. But up until like the end of the movie. And then he makes it sound like at the end of the movie, he says, why barely time travel anymore? Mm -hmm. I just like live the days, you know, again to relive them. But you're right. He's using it like an editing process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know about like reliving a day if I knew that. I did something, you know, embarrassing, say at a party and it became an ongoing joke. Mm. Maybe I maybe I wouldn't do that embarrassing thing if I relived that day. That would yeah. be a tempting thing. And then at that point, you know, are you really living in the the day again if you're second guessing everything and think I mean that that's what would happen to me. Yeah. But it's like somebody on Roger Ebert's site was talking about how it's like groundhog day. But it's different in that he's choosing to relive it. He's not forced to relive it for an unknown number of times. He's choosing to relive it. But it has a similar implication, you know, that he's still choosing to live this life and finding meaning in it and the meaning that he creates from it. It's just that he has a lot more control <laughs> over that. But, I mean, it's like his dad, like he eventually had to die I guess he couldn't just keep going back forever. I don't know. That's where we da- get. That's where we get into it, yeah into weird timeline issues. Yeah, because then if like if the dad goes back, yeah. how does each are we in a Back to the Future? Where each time you go back, it splits off to a separate right. timeline, and he's over here and he's over there. And, right. Uh, yeah, and that so that's where I kind of didn't want to think too much there are into multiple universes and yeah. all that. Well, in in going back to what you said about when he finally had to like say good say goodbye to his dad to have this kid, mm-hmm. like, and he hadn't talked to Rachel McAdams about like, hey, real quick heads up, I can time travel. <laughs> uh, he, everyone else, the to everyone else, the father had died some time ago. Mm-hmm. To him, he just lost his dad that day. You know, like up until that day, his dad 
was still alive in a sense. Yeah. You know, like he could go see the guy. Could go see him, yeah. And then now he couldn't. And so who is and again, what kind of wedge is that driving in their mm-hmm. you know, relationship? Okay. Another question. Yeah. He had to time travel to get another shot at Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a bit, in fact. Mm-hmm. Someone tells him, tells you they're a time traveler and they can go around and move things around. Mm-hmm. Like when the dad told him that, hey, you know, I can time travel too. Mm-hmm. My first thought would be like, well, then what have we done like 17 times that you kept trying to fix? What, yeah. what thing has happened that you've <laughs> gone back and tweaked? I would be it's like Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. So if I was, if I was Rachel McAdams and I found out you can time travel. Mm hmm. Was that really our first date? Would, right. I be, would I be creeped out by this? I think a that's bit? one of the reasons he doesn't ever tell her. But it's dece- It's also really deceitful. Yeah. Did you like how they that whole meeting, the that arc that happened in the beginning of the movie? They're meeting and then they're meeting again. And I like how again. they met in the dark at a restaurant that only blind waiters worked at. That was crazy. Would you do that? Yeah. It'd be crazy. I would. They they have them in Columbus where you they are in here. A, yeah, in a completely dark room. I have or some, or it's you're wearing a blindfold. I can't remember, but m- my neighbor did one. I have some r- very functional concerns about that <laughs> because I'm a slob. Like I just I yeah. I don't mean to be, but I'm very aware that I would walk out of that place with food. <laughs> well, all everybody over would. Me. Okay, that's part of and then the how thing. Do, and then how do you know if your plate's clean? Is it like finger food? I don't know. I don't know these things. I feel like you would. I think you're having anxiety about something that's not. I'd have to do it twice. (laughs) The first time just to learn what it's like. Just to see it. But yeah, I thought that was cool. But were they, so when they went, was that a, was that like a date or did they just get sat next to people? They got seated next to each other. Okay. Yeah. Because that's what I was kind of (laughs) confused about. And then she comes out with her fringe and. The friends kind of wackadoo. Friend. That was our first meet. And her frock. And that was our first meet cute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Th- and then they had another meet cute at a at Kate art Moss, where he could not have been creepier. Yes. You're Mary. My mother's name is Mary. 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 You want the moon, Mary? Grab I'll your lasso Kate. the moon. I'll lasso the moon with Kate Moss for you, Mary. <laughs> if someone did walk up to you it a let's say art gallery or something when you were a single woman mm-hmm. and asked like can i just walk around with you my sister's leaving would you roll with that no no well no assuming it looks like a fairly normal guy like, like this Donald type of, like this type of guy normal yeah oh no yeah i would but again if guys i had a friend there yeah, same scenario. Say you have a friend that's a girl with you. Maybe. I don't know. I would say yes, but for guys, it's a little different. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and then they have a know. third meet cute. Yeah. At where the, it finally... At her friend's party. Yeah. Where he sneaks in before that Rupert guy. Well, and then the way she looked back... Again, when I thought this was going to be a two-hour like full-on romantic comedy, mm-hmm. she kind of looked back at him in a way that I'm like, oh, no, is... Is she meant to be with him? Was that look to imply hmm. fate? That we're yeah. tempting fate? And is this going to go sideways where like, I don't know, some <laughs> sort of fate demon monster comes right. involved and is like... You weren't right for each other yeah, after all. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't know what to expect of this movie. And that's yeah. kind of my fault, I guess. <laughs> I, I kept expecting other things. I was waiting. F- yeah. I was like, 
And then I thought, well, maybe they're going to switch the second half of the movie to him trying to fix his sister or something. Yes. They made it seem like, it, and even when the movie started, it started with a voiceover. And I felt like the voiceover really kind of leaned on describing the sister as a very uh, mm-hmm. peculiar individual yeah. in a way that stood out to me. So I was like, okay, that's going to come up later. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I thought as this was going on is that we never, I, I thought it was odd that it was only the men in the family. Yeah. I, I was waiting down. I was waiting on the turn. Oh, what? that she could do it. And at one point... Why is it only the men? Well, not not necessarily that she could do that, but what ability do the women have? Because it would be more interesting if mm. they had a different ability, but also was useful. Like she, at one point, she kind of like brushed up against them or brushed mm-hmm. up against someone and they the contact was, you know, they showed the hands or something mm-hmm. touching in a way that it stood. And I went, I bet if she touches them, she can read their thoughts. Yeah. I bet that's going to be her power. Maybe. And it wasn't her power. It was not. But that's why I was waiting on two with the mom. Like the mom wasn't featured like too crazy heavy and was a. They were know. pretty brutal to that mom. Oh. Like calling. She's more like a St. Bernard. She's more like Bernard than a Mary or something. Yeah, she's very stout. I'm like, she's not stout. She's a perfectly normal sized woman living her life. When they showed up to the house, he's like, all right, if my mother asks you for tea, say no. <laughs> I love so much, though, that they take tea every day out at the beach, no matter the weather. How cool did this family seem I as know, a whole? just so eccentric. And, and that, the uncle that's Desmond, just like hanging out. Who doesn't know what's going on any of the time. Was just happy to be there. Oh my gosh! I uh, loved all the family scenes, and they had the wedding in the rain. Oh, that was the God! Little, what a fucking mess! I think that looks like oh that would have God. been the most fun wedding Except to go to. So cold. I would have been so wet. I would have been so drunk, <laughs> and I would have been so happy. Mm, and British weddings are always during the day. Really? Yeah. Oh, we so talked. Funny. Yeah, the we morning talked about ceremonies. This. Yeah. And then, like, this all-day kind of reception. Well, I really liked in that, too, that you could tell the character was thinking, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and change this. Like, do you, would you want this to be on a brighter, you know, a nicer day? A nicer, like, brighter no. day. Yeah, I'm like, no, this was perfect. And it was like, I liked that moment, though, because it showed him, like, he was thinking not just about himself. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like, how can I fix this to make myself he look better? He was very... Giving with his gift. I mean, he didn't hesitate to go fix his playwright friend's play. Yeah. And immediately, you know, dump his meeting with Rachel McAdams to fix that play. That brings up a really good point, Sarah. Mm-hmm. One, there's a lot easier way to fix that if you can go back in time, mm-hmm. which we later learn he can bring people back in time. Yeah. Catch that playwright while he's sleeping. Drag mm-hmm. him in the closet, take him back in time, let him relive it, yeah. and he'll and he'll fix things himself because he'll know how bad things went. He doesn't yeah, know yeah. that you can time travel. He'll just think he got hit on the head or got drunk <laughs> or something. Boom, everything's fine there. Two, if this has been in the family for this long, and again, this is me just having watched a lot of sci-fi with time travel. Mm-hmm. How is there not a manual? How is there not a yeah. book that is passed down yeah. from father to son? That is a uh, an outline. Oh, just here's some good ideas we've mm-hmm. come up with. I mean, I liked how his dad walked him through a few things like money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, that didn't work out very good. Although for they look loaded. Yes, you have this giant house right on the beach, and he retired at age fifty. Don't tell me he didn't play some sort of stock market system game. with the timeline. Why? Well, I, I get what he was saying though about 
you know, it, it's not going to bring you happiness. Yeah. And you need a purpose too. like just yeah. having money, like a job helps create some kind of purpose there. But no, they mm-hmm. were all absolutely going back and playing the stock market. Mm-hmm. That's just silly to think that they're not or like you're going to get in cash trouble and not use this. Right. But I just expected there to be. I don't know, a freaking pamphlet. Right. Like, okay, here, here's top 10 rules, you know, Ch- like hitchhiker's guide. <laughs> yeah. Cause it seemed very thrown together for a pretty big deal. Yeah. The other thing is, do you only gain the ability when you're 21 or are you only, only told about it when you're 21? And if so, wouldn't you have accidentally done something as a kid where you're like clenching your fists in a darkened room thinking about how you want to be and anywhere all of a sudden else. you're like whoop especially in adolescence yeah man i would have dreamed myself out of so many things oh where would you have gone different high school <laughs> <laughs> well, i always didn't want to go i know but would you have like gone back to, is there a time you think you could have gone back to to be like i want to go to that high school instead yeah like eighth grade you know or something I had all these dreams about getting away from everyone I grew up with because they already had a preconceived notion about me and I could never be my true self when I was still there with them. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a day that you would just specifically keep repeating because it was such a good day? Yeah, I mean, there are some days up in northern Michigan working in the summer. Great live there that'd be amazing because that then you'd be in almost a groundhog day scenario could potentially be but like with the best day of your life have you seen the netflix show maniac no i have not you've told with jonah hill jonah hill and emma stone it's so great and it involves it's completely zany and it involves a drug to help people with depression by letting it's a like a three-part system the first part lets you relive the trauma that is causing you these issues in order to then get over it. But Emma Stone is abusing that drug, getting it on the black market and reliving the basically the worst day of her life over and over again. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Maniac. Stop listening now. Well, I haven't seen Maniac. <laughs> You can spoil it. I she unless it's like really good. It's really good. Oh no! Why did you do this? All right, go ahead. She just wants to see her sister again. Basically, you you find out fairly <laughs> early on that her sister is out of her life, mm. and you don't really know why or what happened. So she relives this awful day in which she and her sister are fighting most of the day, but she relives it because it's the last time that she has gotten to see her sister and it's her only way to see her again. So it's not a particularly good memory, but she cannot stop reliving it because it's her only line to her sister, which I think reflects back to this. You know, if you are choosing to relive something here, Donald Gleason can change his life and make different choices. But, you know, going back to that thing that means the most or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then also he's because he can his actions have an impact. So he truly has to be, I don't want to say a passive observer, but he really is just an yeah. actor, though. At what point, you know, after you do relive something like six or seven times and have to do it exactly the same, you're not really experiencing it anymore. Right. You're just kind of going, going through, through the through same the motions. motions. So in, 
for some things, this would almost like be a a bit of a curse. Yeah. If you yeah. really had a good day. And honestly, how do you remember all the details? Come on, guys. Mm. Detail-oriented brain, I guess. This is Richard Griffith's last movie. He played the character in the play that Domhnall Gleeson thought had messed up his life. Oh, yeah. He's um, Harry Potter's uncle. Yes, uh, Vernon. Vernon, yeah. And then he died no right post after on, this. No post on, on Sundays. Sundays. Yeah. I knew I recognized him from mm-hmm. something. He's, Shoot. Well, obviously, even since Harry Potter, he's gained a ton of weight and then didn't last very long, unfortunately. Apparently, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and the 1991 classic, King Ralph. Oh, yeah. That's on HBO right now. Uh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean with Bill Nye and Tom Hollander, who plays the playwright. Oh, okay. I wish we had a playwright friend. Yeah. How much fun fun. would that be? Like a, like a suffering artist. Margo Tenenbaum. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I feel like you of all people would have a playwright friend. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I do. My friend Corey is a novelist, novelist, writer. Yeah. But I feel like there's something different about like a. A playwright. Yeah. 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 We should say also this is a Richard Curtis film. He wrote it and he directed it. And he is like, he is England's Nancy Myers. Bridget Jones's Diary, Notting Hill. Mm -hmm. The big one. Mr. Bean's Holiday. No, Love Actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Mr. Bean's as well. He's done a lot of those. Did Doctor Who? Wrote a Doctor Who. Yeah. For what his big breakout was four weddings and a funeral. And he is he he just has a certain touch that you can feel in this movie that you know you see in the others as well. It's got this whimsical nature and despite all of the flaws and confusion about the sci fi part of it, it still he's got the emotional core mm-hmm. there. And maybe also that's just good casting, but good writing too. No, I'd agree. Yeah. It it felt very real mm-hmm. for a time travel yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all the characters felt like people you you knew or had met or would like mm-hmm. to meet. They didn't feel outlandish or ridiculous or the right yeah. the amount of ridiculous and outlandishness they they felt like seemed grounded. Mm-hmm. Like even the playwright, you know, like yeah. Tom Hollander. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, God. He's so scary in Bird Box. I haven't seen Bird Box. Oh, he's so freaky. <laughs> oh, my God. He gives me shivers just thinking about what he did. Oh, <laughs> so freaky. Anyway. And then also, Donald Gleason was in an episode of uh, Black Mirror where his character dies, but she had kept, his wife had kept like part some genetic material and some company can then make you a um not a clone but a an like animatron like a cyborg basically Hmm. who is exactly like him looks just like him but doesn't age. He starts where the one left off. And stays but doesn't there. age. But had to learn for years all about who he was. And it's a really 
interesting and weird episode. Yeah. So, but it had kind of similarities in his decision making and how he fit and the weird division between himself and his wife, kind of. But this time it's because he's a cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) And not a time traveling, a time traveling husband. Exactly. How he got to cycle through all his best man speeches. Oh my gosh. I think that would have been great. If there's was only a way to do that in real life yes i was at my cousin's wedding this weekend Mm -hmm. just to paint you a picture here my cousin wheezy is 10 years younger than her other sister so there are three girls in that family christine's like 45 she just had her 13th kid Uh, mary is like 40 and then louise is 30 she was um, always wished for, but took a long time to have. So she was always the baby of the family. And she's marrying a guy who's the oldest of his family, has three younger brothers. And he um, has like a culinary background, but also goes and does like fishing up in Alaska for months at a time to make a bunch of money. Oh. And then his brother is a model in Milan and has like a cross earring and he walked down the aisle with my cousin Christine, who is his mom's age, and and is also like eight, and she's like six one. She's like eight taller than him. And then the other one was a professional lacrosse player, and it was the funniest mix of people that you would never see together in your life. It was just like. How in the world are all these people together? And so Mary and Christine both gave little speeches for Louise. And Mary is much more comfortable public speaking. She was talking about how much fun it was to have a little sister. She'd wake up and Louise would be right there wanting to play a board game next to the side of her bed. Like, let's play a game. And that like that would be so fun as a kid. And um, and Christine was so uncomfortable. She's like, I hate crowds. I hate this. The only reason I'm up here is because I love Louise. I just... She's really great. I, I'm i done now. And just like to, to get the microphone away. And then um, Kyle's brother got up and he said, well, this is the first wedding of our family and hopefully it's the last. <laughs> we were all like, what does that mean? <laughs> is this bad or do you not want to get married or do you not want any of your brothers to get married? So it's like, Huh. Well, that just rounds out the night. It's like that was the first time I ever saw a hand get raised during a best man speech. Yeah, well, I have questions. <laughs> just so Any questions? <laughs> like, yeah, actually I have I'm quite David a few. S. Pumpkin. Yeah, it was amazingly unique and it would be a great rom-com somehow to write. It was like so cinematic in watching everyone walk down the aisle and how different they were. God. I also can picture that best man speech and I hope this is the last and everyone looking around the wedding, like <laughs> side-eyeing. Like, oh, okay. It's funny because it is in our family. She's like oh. one of the last people. But if you did it in a romantic comedy, that that speech, mm-hmm. and you'd have to have everybody looking around and then have like one drunk brother at the bar scream like, you're damn right, it's gonna be, or you know, <laughs> something to that. <laughs> like yeah. Know, well, there's your answer. <laughs> or no, or at least it'll be the last hopefully it'll be the last one for a while it's like what do you mean you don't have any gin (laughs) storms out Ah, that would be wonderful i need amanda hug and kiss okay 
The reason this movie specifically broke me, and we've talked about this before, is that I did lose my dad. Mm-hmm. And so for me... To cancer. To cancer, yeah. yeah. And so to me, this idea of being able to like know and kind of say goodbye, like that for what that just hit me hard, but mm-hmm. also... I mean, in a very real way, it's now eight years this past Friday. Oh, wow. I know. And I actually thought it might have been today. Like wow. I, when I got done with this movie, uh, the fact that I was breaking down so bad, I was like, because I, I don't remember the date. I mm-hmm. purposely don't remember the date because then it'll just it'll it'll be a, a bad. You. It'll be a, I'll look towards it. I, mm-hmm. I just know how I am. I just kind of let it come. And mom will usually remind me or something like that. But I went down, you know, I went and asked her. You know, went to dad and she said, oh, it was Friday. And I just if if it would have been today, that would have been just so So weird weird. to me. But the part I'll tell you what did it for me is when he said it started when the dad told him like he had cancer and I started welling up a little bit. Mm -hmm. The part that broke my back and you will not be surprised one bit at that is when the dad said to him because it was just such a fatherly thing. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, I want to go for a walk with you. But I want to, we'll just break the rules just this one time. Mm-hmm. And he took him back in one of his memories. I'm tearing up right now describing mm-hmm. it. And they're walking down the beach. That. When he was a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. That broke, broke me into. Because I just, you, you, I think back like when my dad's dad passed away and how he was reduced for a moment just to like a boy, Kid, a boy. Yeah. yeah. He was just, I saw my dad fall apart for a moment. Yeah. And just it, it that moment brought back so many emotions to me that yeah. I haven't dealt with in years. I highly suggest this movie to end. I mean, and it was a good, it was cathartic. It, it was, was yeah, good. It was a I'm beautiful not, moment. Yeah, I'm not mad we mm-hmm. did this movie at all, but when I say I was sobbing, yeah. I mean, I had a headache yeah. for like a half hour afterwards because it was ugly. Yeah. And it was that moment of him walking with the sun down the beach because I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember that moment of my dad going like, no, this is like me and you. And I didn't really get that until he kind of passed away. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, now I kind of yeah. understand it unfortunately too late. So that, and, and then after that, just the and sentiment. the beauty of being able to go back to being a child too. And all of that safety and feeling of... Yeah. Well, and I think the fact that he kept going back to his dad in the movie when he had problems like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was clear like... Well, he was the only one he could go back to because he's the only one who shared that Yeah. But I mean, also, it just, it, not just the ability, though. I took it to mean like he, he yeah. felt safe under his father's wing, but it wasn't like a doting thing. I mean, they were, yeah. they were friends, but also... The father-son relationship. You felt safe there. I really like the relationship they had in this. I know. It's so great. And, and I really am going to try and carry. I mean, really, I, I look for ways to kind of get myself jazzed up for days. You know, like uh, outlooks to keep me positive because I swing negative way too easy. I always mm-hmm. I always have. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm a glasses half empty person and I fight it every single day. Uh, and I've tried like, you know, my grandma passed away. She had a uh, little... Uh, it said, uh, like, this This is God. I'm taking care of all the problems today, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. And I have that on my uh, toolbox in my garage. So I've tried going by that, and that mm-hmm. helps sometimes. And, you know, little things. Like, but I, I really like this idea that he, he mentioned the movie of just every day thinking of it as, this is such a good day I'm coming back to. It. Yeah. Because then it makes you, you know, I think it'll energize me more. I'm really going to, you can hold me accountable to that yeah. going forward. Like, the you can yell at me when I get lazy. You are... <laughs> a glasses half empty person but i feel like only to yourself because you're fairly good at 
pumping other well you are good at pumping other people's tires but also at like making me more circumspect about things like emma doing something ridiculous and you being like someday you will look back on this and you'll laugh you you have and maybe because you have the distance from it too but just reminding me that like this will be a moment that won't I won't think of as negative later. Yeah. It will be a funny story well, to no, I, tell. I appreciate hearing that, but it's honestly because I am so down all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I've gotten a lot of tools. Well, no, I mean, that's why I try to always get people going the other directions because, like, I know what it's like to be real down and be real down for a real long time. Yeah. And, like, I don't ever want to be number one, responsible for someone feeling that bad, but number two, know that, you know, I could make someone feel a little bit better or just kind of use some of the tools that have worked for me to kind mm-hmm. of keep my head up. Because, mm-hmm. no, I I am a fairly... But I, I know it took me years, to, and, I, and I accept that. And like I said, I'm going to try and kind of carry this as maybe a new outlook to get motivate me more to get out because I've gotten real lazy about just being tired and not forcing myself to get up and go out. And maybe this will be something that will get me like, no, today is the day you're going to want to revisit. I mean, really, I really took a lot from this movie. Yeah. It was a beautiful movie. It really is. Um, But that being said, was it a romantic comedy? Mm. I think we need to dive into the question. That's the reason we're here. That is why we're here. Well, we already addressed the meat cutes. There's <laughs> right. three of them. Three meat cutes. But I think the first one is definitely the strongest when they he first lays eyes on her and her weird friend. That was fun. But I like that our meat cute, we didn't see her before they hit it off. Yeah. I mean, we knew it was going to be Rachel McAdams, but still, right. the, the fact that they kind of had this fun flirtation in a, mm-hmm. a dark restaurant was neat. Um, so yeah, so we've got a meet cute. That's, mm-hmm. I mean that that is a romantic comedy meet cute. Yeah, in every sure. way, shape, or form. And there's yeah. fun banter. How he gets her number. Mm-hmm. I hope I see you again. Yeah. Um, the reason they can't be together starts off because of the um because he's a time, time traveler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a, then he's the a time traveling salesman resolves, and that's maybe one of the reasons it doesn't fit the normal rom-com is because the conflict resolves and the movie's not over yeah conflict resolves and it's only half halfway there you know yeah you're right because we said like halfway through the movie we're sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for the turn that's going to be the other point of drama right like we and said never when, he, when he shows up thinking that maybe he screwed up the timeline mm-hmm. as to win her back which i'm glad it didn't go in that have right. to fix the timeline again because it'd be Me like too. fuck we just did this i know but the conflict becomes just the the time traveling itself then and expands beyond their relationship to other things obviously. Well that's where I that's again where I kind of say I think the movie is really about just the different of, types of love and in relationships yeah. yeah but but okay so but so we we have a conflict but it's resolved halfway through mm-hmm. a reason they can't be together but it's resolved with right. an hour left on the clock right uh the soundtrack there are a lot of great songs that nick cave song oh, during the funeral day Oh, no, the one that really, so uh, the one that only added fuel to my sobbing fire what? was Ben Folds, the, the luckiest, luckiest at the end. Like, yeah. you got to be fucking kidding me. When <laughs> when that hit, I just started shaking my head like, come on, someone's up there just pushing the buttons yeah. right now. Although that song, I don't know, it felt, to me, it felt a little rote. But it, back in 2013, <laughs> I guess, 
It wasn't as much. It had what I wish was a bigger trope in romantic comedies, which is music by The Cure in a oh, romantic yeah. comedy. Because there's been a couple, like we didn't do 50 First Dates, but we've watched it. I think there's a, a Cure song in that. There is, yeah. Uh, Friday, I'm in Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a great song. Uh, there's a Nelly song. Um, the one I like is Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. It, with the way we've done soundtracks kind of talked about in the past, I've taken it to be like, oh, do do I like this song? Do mm-hmm. I know this song that matters to me? But it really needs to be, does, does, it, fit? does it fit and does mm-hmm. it push the movie? And it feels like, is it purposeful? Yeah. I guess that's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. All of these to me felt yeah. they were there for a reason. They mm-hmm. weren't just like in uh, uh, the Matthew McConaughey Island movie where it was just like <laughs> yeah. steel drum here. Like that wasn't <laughs> stu- <laughs> like <laughs> the, every one of these songs seemed to have a reason they were there. Yeah. I really liked, I don't even know what this song is, but it's apparently it's called How Long Will I Love You that was performed by the Buskers in the Oh, Subway, I did like that song too. The, in the Tube Station. That was a good and montage. that was the montage. Yeah. It was a live montage. They were singing, and as they were singing, the time was changing around I really them, liked that. Which was cool. And so they were stationary in the Tube Station while... These things, you know, these flashes of where they were going, different places and different outfits, all relating to the tube. And I also love the tube. So <laughs> I was super excited to see the London Underground. <laughs> I, I like them going by in that montage. They were in uh, like their Halloween costumes mm-hmm. at one point and like they were going out drinking in one and then mm-hmm. he came like carrying her, her over the over shoulder. shoulder. Oh, yeah. So sweet. Yeah. They there looked- was crossing. She's going one way. He's going the other to go to work and. Yeah, it was cute. I like that a lot. So soundtrack, great. Yeah, really good. I'd say great. Mm-hmm. And the montage, also great. Probably my favorite montage because it seemed so seamless and cool. It was it was a unique, because usually it's uh, our montages are clips. They're yeah. clip shows. And they're very like obviously like this is the montage time. Yeah, but this this wasn't a clip show, but no. it did everything. It was clever. Yeah. Very clever, as the British would say. Mm-hmm. It's cl- this this director's clever. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess sassy side friend, I guess hers would be her That one friend, girl. Yeah, yeah. who we only gives catch, off the prostitute vibe. <laughs> we only catch her for a tiny bit in this movie, yeah. but she wouldn't have really fit being in it much more. No. You know, she was in it the right amount. Because again... We only really got her for a little bit in the first hour and a tiny bit yeah. later on, but really the romantic comedy is only the first hour. Right, and so, then it moves on. Yeah, so it fits. Um, and his sassy side friend, well, not really Rory? sassy side friend, Rory. He's But Jay, also the red-headed guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say more... But Rory. Yeah, I'd say more Rory. <laughs> his boss can never get his name right. I loved Rory. <laughs> I wanted Rory to find someone in the yeah. end. That was the only, that was the one thing that I felt unfulfilled in this movie. Mm. But he seemed happy at the end. He was eating a sandwich yeah. by himself and smiling. And laughing, yeah. reading a book to himself. Yeah. I love that. So I guess he's doing okay. Yeah. Classic jobs of protagonists. She's a reader for a publisher. A reader. Yeah, but they make no money. I don't doubt it. That's like in, I, I guess she maybe has moved up since you know, when they met i guess they were like 22 well, but she was having that freak out about a manuscript or something well she can still be involved in okay. all that stuff and but a reader is like an out of school job where you're literally reading shit manuscripts and then telling the editor whether they should spend any time on them. He asked the questions that I would want to know answers <laughs> to. Like at that point does it ruin everything else? That was some good <laughs> banter they had. Yeah, that was cute. 
<laughs> just like a prostitute. <laughs> okay, so no, so we have we have jobs, but then that mm-hmm. leads what we were just saying leads to chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry between the leads was outstanding. Seemed great. That, yeah. th- when they were in that diner doing that prostitute and reading bit, mm-hmm. I, I had a shit eating grin. And that, mm-hmm. when we, they have good chemistry, I always end up with a shit eating grin. And I did there. I really believe those two a were together. A fever pitch grin. Yes. It, was, it wasn't quite fever pitch size, but it was damn close. Like I was rooting for these two kids. Mm, yeah. I was really scared when the prostitute thing started to pick up steam that uh, she was going to find that offended. offensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm glad you had all the same <laughs> thoughts I did on this movie. Yeah. Okay, so we've got good chemistry. What else? Uh, the location, London. Yeah, it had... In Cornwall. Yeah. I don't know that London really played that, other than the tube. Yeah, it wasn't a big... There wasn't any, like, cityscape. Yeah. I mean, he does go past Abbey Road, right, when he's coming into town. Because mm. um, that's the part of town he lived in. Um, but I liked it because it was a close-up view of London. It wasn't like, we're here! Because in England... London is the city. It is the main city. You know, it's like if if the United States was, let's say, uh, the the state of basically all of the north, uh, the all the New England states. Like if that was the size of the United States, mm. but New York was still the same size. That's how big. London is in their country, you know? Does it make sense? No, I think I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, if we only had it's the place New to York go. and up to Maine as our country, like, and but it was still that large, that it's, a, it's just a big, big place, and that's where everyone goes, especially if you're young. So it's not like you have to be like, and we're back in London. It's like, this is London. Here we go. Mm. Okay, so we got city... What else? Anything else? We've got the levity. Oh God, yeah, a lot of levity. It is. It even even the serious parts aren't like depressing. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, there's still there's a joy to them. Yeah, they're it's a very they're joyous real, movie. But yeah. they're still light. Yeah, I mean, even the funeral scene clips i guess yeah. we saw was was nothing's not... overwrought and nothing's heavy-handed yeah which is nice no it it felt it felt real but not yeah dark not bubbly it towed i think a that's really... where richard curtis excels yeah it towed a amazing line now that i'm yeah really trying to think that's about like it. even in love actually that's what he does with the liam neeson storyline and his son when his wife, I don't think I'm giving it away when I say when his wife dies and they have to have their first Christmas alone. That's a horrible, terrible, sad storyline, but they make it work as one of very many other storylines, but as a real heartwarming moment rather than a depressing, like, I think that's what Richard Curtis is good at, showing that there's sadness, four weddings and a funeral. How do you set a rom-com with four, four weddings and a funeral? And it's a terribly sad funeral. Um, he made it work. He he takes the realities, and I think that's why Nora Ephron is so good too, because she's not denying the serious parts of life, but she is giving them. Can I think of the word? She's giving them airtime without wallowing. Does that make sense? She's not denying the existence of mm. sadness and hard things in life but not letting that drag everything down right and sit in it and she's not obsessed with the seriousness of it mm. 
and neither is Curtis. Yeah. I I think maybe that is a part of why I really like this movie. So the subgenre Jesus, time travel. I mean it's it's supernatural, I guess. Yeah. It's also deceit because he spends the whole movie. It's deceit, but <clears throat> That never comes home to roost. Yeah. It, that's, that's never not a central a part, conflict yeah. of it. So I don't think we could call it a deceit one. Um, I think supernatural is probably... Closest we're going to yeah. get. Oh, we forgot. There's some physical comedy. Um, the wedding. A lot of people oh. getting dumped on water and stuff like that. He stumbles quite a few times into stuff, and then he learns on the second go around. Mm. Oh yeah, the lotion in the beginning. Yeah. He squirts it all over Margot Robbie, and yeah. that was it. <laughs> he runs into a table. He trips over Rachel McAdams' shoes, uh, different things like that. This also, I swear, has a weird connection to "It's a Wonderful Life" because the Murray got me started thinking about it. He also like gets to see. Parts of his life, if they were different. Oh, you're like right. Like George, you know? I think about George Bailey pulling up the stupid Newell post on the stairway every time and then finally learning um, not, to, not to mess with it. And no, that's in, fuck, that's in Christmas Vacation. Oh, and he, there, cut, he cuts it off. Yeah. yeah but there's something changed. like that in It's a Wonderful Life, too, with the, it, the knob of the Newell post comes off, too. Well, wow, you're right, though. It kind of is in a weird, way that he gets to it? see the different ways his life could have yeah. could have gone. It, and it makes him value that's what kinda, he has. That's kind of the point of the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is this just a retelling of, of <laughs> it's, it's a Wonderful, wonderful life. life through the guise of a time traveler? Maybe. Wow. I think you're on to something. <laughs> I really do. You just blew my mind. Really? <laughs> wow. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he even has the thing with... Margot Robbie is kind of like Violet, the hot girl who comes after him, even though he's with Mary. 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 And then his dad dies, too. Remember? And he has to, like, go running off, and he's really close to his dad, and save his younger brother so he can be a famous World War II hero, and there's a lot. Yeah. About the val- value of his own life and his place in the world. Yeah. Wow. I I wonder if the director did that on purpose or I if we just are reading so. too much into I it. I think we're just finding things. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the way we're doing but, uh, it. Because that's like my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. That movie and Princess Bride are probably my... And Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, well, I haven't seen it in so long. Disney Plus, it's not on there. That's weird. So weird. they've they've had traditionally really weird rights with the Muppets. Hmm. Like when Henson sold it to them, it's thing. It, there's been some oddness, I guess, over the years with it. That's there's supposed to be a whole Muppets theme park. Hmm. Well, like our MGM was supposed to be, or not MGM, ho, uh, Disney Hollywood Studios was supposed to be a much bigger like Muppet thing. Hmm. And even if you go through what is now the Muppet area, they've even scaled that back more, but you could kind of years ago, see what they were going to do with it and how hmm. they, and a big chunk of it was supposed to be Roger rabbit themed, oh. which you can still kind of see if you go over to the, the tower of terror, mm-hmm. like other things over there are like RK maroon studios and Boulevard and this hmm. and that. So you can see, you know, little nods. Things, and things. Yeah. yeah. 
So is that our entire list of things, Sarah? Uh, well, there are lots of learning moments, lots oh of real God. world advice. This whole movie is just in the real voiceover. World advice. I mean, that's like where it really comes out. You know what got me with the voiceover though? It started at the beginning, and mm-hmm. then it was like a cold hour. Yeah, that we had nothing, and, so... and then it came back in. And I, I kind of wished it would have been more consistent through the movie. Yeah. Because then it would have really given it even more of a base of looking mm-hmm. back through the whole thing. It's almost like the f- the first couple of minutes in the setup are similar to the last hour. And it's that middle or like beginning <laughs> chunk when he's finding his way and meeting Rachel McAdams that is almost a different movie. Yeah. Compared to the rest of it. It does kind of feel like. Two movies mashed together, yeah, in a good way. In a good me. way, but yeah, I th- I found that was kind of weird that it started with this voiceover setup and then we just forgot it, mm-hmm. and then it kind of started to come back near the end, right. and then it finished strong. Yeah, but it's like, well, no, a little com- uneven. Yeah, for sure. Very enjoyable. All right. Is that- um, what about the length of the movie? That's the one thing. It's two hours. Long. Two hours, four minutes, and it, yeah, I. It was a little long. It did feel a little long. Yeah. I mean, it's worth watching again. Cannot stress that enough. But Yeah, it's really good. I mean, hour 45, I'm probably locking into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Two hours. Because again, you're kind of, you start checking the the timestamp on it when you're like, well, where's the, where's the rest of the conflict? Right. Let's keep this moving. Yeah, I hear you. Is that everything? Yeah. All right, then, Sarah, if an alien came down in his spaceship and you were going to show him a romantic comedy, <laughs> how likely are you to show oh, him? Boy. About time. Uh, it'd probably be like a six. Oh, that low for you. I'm not showing this to an alien. It's not. Yeah. I mean, Shallow Hal is a better indicator than this is. Even that first hour? It's just more than. It's not that it is not good enough to be on the rom-com. It's, it goes almost beyond the rom-com genre. I am going to give it a seven and a half because it hits a lot of our checkboxes and it hits them in the, and it hits them really well. Yeah. You know, but I do agree with you at the end of the day, the whole point of the movie, like Mm -hmm. the main point of the movie isn't about their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. It's It's not not about about romantic love between them. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. It's more about life. And like I said, different types of love is what I took Mm -hmm. out of it and just, being thankful for again being thankful for yeah. this a thanksgiving movie appreciative and in the present too yeah realizing the value of the present yeah so again i think it's a great thanksgiving movie if yeah. you're going into this time of year and you need something to kind of jog your mind to be present and thankful and, and yeah. really looking for the good in moments like mm-hmm. this ain't a bad movie to watch before the holidays before happens. you have to deal with your family <laughs> well no because it does put you in that mindset yeah, of like no really even if this is miserable like this is still good yeah so but i i'd give it a seven and a half just because it does hit a lot of our boxes mm-hmm. but again the main point i would of show it this isn't... to an alien to help them understand human relationships <laughs> and <laughs> That's how a good... and how memory and um self-esteem work maybe <laughs> i would show this to an alien if you wanted to like ugly cry <laughs> yeah. oh, i would though an interpersonal dynamics yeah once again though as i say that this made me ugly cry it was good it was cathartic yeah really cannot speak highly enough about taking the time to watch this it's on it netflix is. right yeah. now so it's mm-hmm. not bad and rachel mcadams is just 
Enchanting. Oh, Even with her bad hair. With her bangs. Mm-hmm. Her Is there anything else you have, Sarah? Nope. Well, Sarah, if people wanted to send us some type of message or look on Instagram for us. They'd look at romcomcom, D-O-T com. On Instagram. On Instagram or romcomcom.com on Facebook. Or they would email us at mail at romcomcom.com. Yeah, let us know if you're a time traveler or a time traveler's wife. Or Or if this reminds you of any other movie. Or if you know why Rachel McAdams (laughs) is in so many time traveling movies. What that says about her. (laughs) And also tell us any of your favorite holiday movies or holiday rom-coms for the upcoming season. Yeah, because now that I have time to record more, we can really bang out some holiday episodes and have some fun this year. There's one. I think there's one with Anna Kendrick this year. Ooh. I think it's a rom-com. I know there's one where Anna Kendrick. It's a Christmas movie. So let's we'll look at that. Okay. Despite all my crying, Sarah. <laughs> Me I too. Did, I did have fun. Me too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. He's very close to his sister. Oh my God, the dog just farted.